This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Today is a very exciting day, one of the very few days that one day we will be very lucky to have witnessed because the UAE's Hope Probe will be making history as it arrives to the Red Planet. Yes, history will be made today at 7.42 p.m. in Charlotte. The Hope Probe will reach Mars's orbit and we're very excited. And talking about Mars and talking about the Hope Probe in general, we're talking about today how young Arabs have been chosen for the UAE's Space Pioneers program. It's a lot of accomplishments happening in space that we're discussing right here on the show. Coming up as well, we're going to be talking about Hyundai and Kia confirming that they are no longer in talks with Apple regarding the Apple car production. Yes, and we are not done talking about Apple just yet. The series setting in iOS 14.5 beta does let users select default music streaming service, which is very important because I have switched from <laughs> Apple Music to Spotify. You're no longer an Apple Music no, guy. No, no. <laughs> well, this is going to be great news for anyone who, just like you, would like to switch into different music streaming services. Coming up on the show, if you have gotten the COVID-19 vaccine, just like I did today, mm-hmm. and you're excited about sharing this accomplishment with your followers or your friends and loved ones on social media platforms, we have a little bit of a public service announcement that is trying to get everyone not to go ahead and do that since it could be a big risk to our privacy. That's a big one. Now, I'm actually planning to get the vaccine today and uh, posting on my Instagram story, Sinopharmed. <laughs> so I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we got lots to talk about right here on Future Talk, especially talking about the Hope Probe and how history will be made. Keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. Pulse 95. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the talk of the world. The whole world is talking about it, and the whole world has their eyes on the Hope Probe, which is the UAE's first probe that will go into Mars's orbit. And we're going to be telling you today how the UAE's Hope Probe will enter the Martian orbit. Now, Mission Control right here in the UAE has uploaded its final commands into the Hope Probe before the spacecraft does try to enter Mars's orbit today. Tuesday, February 9th at 7.42 p.m. Yes, indeed. Now, we've definitely been seeing the entire world turn its eyes to Mars to witness such a great accomplishment for the UAE, but also for the Arab world in general. We're talking about the Hope Probe finishing up its seven-month journey to the Red Planet and entering the Martian orbit. But just like you mentioned, Hani, this definitely does come with a lot of risks since tonight at 7, from about 7.30 till 7.45, 5 p.m. We're looking at the riskiest stage of the Hope Probe entering into Mars's orbit since for about, you know, there's an 11-minute delay in radio signals, so we will not be hearing mm-hmm. back from the Hope Probe for a good amount of time, about 22 minutes. And until that, until then, we're definitely trusting the Hope Probe to know exactly what to do, how to decrease its speed as it enters that mm-hmm. orbit. Yes, with the only 50% success rate, there is no guarantee that the orbit will actually 
be attempted and yeah. succeeded. Uh, and it's very, very, very precise. Just like Omnia said, there's 11 minute and in total 22 minute delay until the commands are sent to the whole probe and received back. Now at 7.30 p.m. Gulf Standard Time, the Mars or orbit insertion process will begin. The spacecraft will fire its six Delta V thrusters to slow itself down from 120,000 kilometers per hour to 18,000 kilometers per hour. The deceleration is essential for entering the orbit or it will miss its opportunity. Now, Sheikh Mohammed Rashid, uh, Vice Prime Minister of the UAE, actually sent a message yesterday on Twitter, and it did get a lot of attraction, kind of getting us ready and hyped up for the UAE Hope Probe mission. Yes, indeed. And the signal that would be confirming the great news of the Hope Probe making it into the Martian orbit should be received at the Mission Control Center at about 8.08 p.m. It's definitely going to be a remarkable time if the Hope Probe actually makes it into that orbit. Now, if Mission Control does not receive the signal, God forbid, then that means that the Hope Probe has moved behind Mars and the communication has been lost. So that temporary blackout period is usually known as oculation and it could last anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes but the great news is that anyone living right here in the UAE can actually go ahead and witness this phenomenal historical moment you know a lot of cinemas actually right here in the UAE in the different Emirates is actually they're actually allowing people to go ahead and book seats to be able to watch that event online. Yes, now landmarks across the UAE have actually turned red a couple of days ago in celebration and in hope that the Hope Probe Mars mission will reach the Martian planet. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've seen actually a lot of uh, government accounts on social media change their profile picture to the Hope Probe Mars mission. And uh, it is a, it's not only a, a success and proud of the UAE only, it's for the Arab world and the Islamic Arab world. And Sheikh Mohammed Bar Rashid, the uh, Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE did say that this is to show the Arabs that we can compete with the rest of the world. Absolutely. And just the name of the Hope Probe, it means Amal or Hope, and it's definitely bringing hope for many students and youth all around the UAE. But if you're sitting at home and you want to go ahead and watch uh, the arrival of the Hope Probe to Mars, you can definitely go ahead and check out the website, the Emirates Mars Mission website, which is www.emiratesmarsmission.ae. There, there are both local areas and English channels so you can go ahead and see whatever mm -hmm. suits you best and they will be broadcasting live coverage of the Hope Probe's final approach starting from about 6.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. The most anxious moment will be at about 7.30 p.m. Yes, I'm very excited. Now, Hope did begin its journey on July 20th of 2020 when it was launched from the Tegashima Space Center in Japan. And I remember Omni and I were super excited. We did talk about it on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a moment you cannot miss. This is history being made not only for the UAE, but for the Arabs and for all Islamic countries in the world. Again, as a person who has lived in UAE most of the life, uh, his life and call, calls this country his first home, not even my second home, my first home. This is an accomplishment that I am very proud to be a part of. People who and kids who actually dream of becoming astronauts and working in the space sector now have something that would actually showcase that this dream will become a reality soon. If you want to find out more details about the Hope Probe Mars mission, we actually had a discussion with a research scientist at NYU Space Science yesterday, Dimitra Atri. So you can go ahead and check out that full interview on our YouTube channel at Pulse95 Radio. Yes, we're going to be taking a short break, but we're not done with the 
UAE and space. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about how the UAE has selected Young Arabs for Space Pioneers program. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al-Saleh and Hany Balkis. The youth have been very involved in the space sector ever since the two Emirati astronauts, Hazal al-Mansouri and Sultan Niyadi, have been trained to become astronauts. And one of them was actually able to make it to the International Space Station. But now, young Arabs have an opportunity and they have actually been chosen for the UAE's Space Pioneers program. We're not looking at adults, we're looking at 10 teenagers that have been able to be a part of the program's very first cycle. Yes, and actually Hazal Mansouri did actually release an Instagram video today talking about the whole Pro Mars mission. Yes. I haven't seen his face in a while. It's kind of refreshing <laughs> to see him still active and still doing what he does best. Now, through that initiative, the winners will be offered scholarships to in-space-related studies or an opportunity to build their knowledge through training. Now, more than 37,000 applications were submitted when the competi- competition was announced last year. And Omni and I actually were kind of motivating you guys to, yeah. say, to go out and uh, apply. And those did include applications from Iraq, Algeria, Morocco, the UAE, Jordan, Palestine, Syria, Tunisia, and even Saudi Arabia. Now, the program was designed to empower Arab pupils who are interested in studying space sciences and to encourage them to pursue a a science, technology, engineering, and math-focused education. If you're wondering, what did these teenagers get out of this program? So, we're looking at three of those students receiving scholarships in space science and technology studies. And those three students are Maria Mohammed from the Comoros Islands, Mohammed Jawad from Syria, and Asma Al-Mismari from Saudi. Arabia. They can all work towards a master's or even a doctoral degree from the UAE University and receive training at the Space Research and Development Centers and Laboratories. So they'll definitely be able to implement all that they learn, all the theoretical work and see it take place in real life. Yes, and those seven others who have been categorized as talented pupils will receive guidance as they take on careers in the space fields. Now, the Director General of the UA Space Agency did say the program will offer young people intensive training. He also did mention that the program does nurture a team of aspiring and competent young people, which are selected across the UAE and the Arab region, which will reinforce their skills and contribute to the UAE's efforts to shape a space ecosystem in the country. Again, this is so important, ladies and gentlemen. And alhamdulillah, right here in the UAE, we are being given this opportunity, not only for the UAE and the UAE citizens, but all Arabs across the Arab world. And again, I can't tell you how much I'm proud of. I mean, sometimes I keep on saying it, but words, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I can't, words, words will never be enough. Words cannot explain. I mean, we can compete with the, the, the wider world. Not only the US, not only Russia, not only Japan. No, the UAE and the Arabs can compete to the race to space and now to the race to Mars. Absolutely. Any citizen living right here in the UAE gets a chance to be a part of this program. It's split into three different categories. We have the student track that would offer scholarships and training in the UAE labs and universities, which we know are some of the top universities in the world. And then you have the talent track that actually helps every youngster learn more about space. Now, scientists, professionals in space-related fields all fall into the expert track. So these are actually 
individuals who are chosen to help support the designing and the development of satellites, how to process space data, but also they're going to be assisting in other projects. So there mm -hmm. is something that could help anyone in any stage mm -hmm. of education that they are in. Now, I do speculate that the UAE again will give out another competition for other for another 10 or another round, another yeah. round of, uh, of, of people who do want to kind of pursue space sciences and in general try to go to space one day. So this is not your only chance no. last time. Hopefully the UAE will continue what they're doing. My hats off to the UAE government, to the UAE Space Agency. It puts a smile on my face and it makes me proud. Absolutely. Let us know your thoughts. Are you excited for those students and would you apply for the second cycle of this program? Coming up on the show, we still have lots in store for all of you. We're going to be talking about some Apple drama because Hyundai and Kia have actually confirmed that they are no longer considering you know planning out the new apple car why is that and what's going to be taking place instead keep pulse 95 locked we'll be right back you're, you're listening, listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 check this out check this out pulse 95 hyundai and kia have confirmed that they are no longer in talks with apple Regarding the Apple car production, now a couple of days ago Omni and I did talk about on the show how Apple is kind of collaborating with Kia and Hyundai to create a new Apple car. Well, those talks are, are no longer in session. Now, Hyundai did make a bold statement last month when it did confirm that it was in talks with Apple about a potential partnership for the Apple car. It did then revise this statement to say that it was working with multiple car makers on self-driving technology, but had no specifics to share. Let's discuss a little bit what Apple did in return, because once Hyundai and Kia announced that Apple was actually, quote-unquote, upset by such news, since it's a very bold statement, just like you mentioned, Hani, that was not confirmed by the second party. But, you know, new filings today from Hyundai and Kia do confirm that they are not in talks with Apple regarding Apple car production. But... At least those talks, they're not really talks that they're willing to make public just yet. In the filings, Hyundai and Kia did acknowledge that they have been talking with multiple companies about autonomous electric car development, but that no decision has been made. And I would speculate that the reason behind that is because Apple wants to keep the doors open. They don't want to just restrict it to Hyundai and Kia collaboration, but rather explore other car uh, industries and manufacturers. Yes, now at this point, the fate of the Apple Car project is still unclear when it does come to a potential partner. Now, Apple is in talks with at least six automakers for production of its all-electric self-driving car. And actually, we also did mention that Apple is in talks with Porsche, the German yes. automaker. So again, they're throwing out their business model to a lot of car makers. And whoever has the most attractive offer, obviously Apple will grab its hands. Now, ultimately, regardless of the state of its talks with Kia and Hyundai, Apple does have appeared to have a revived interest and develop a self-driving car of some sort. Now, the project has been rumored for over five years. And while there have been multiple shifts in strategies, the current reporting is that Apple is planning an Apple-branded electric car with self-driving capabilities. Now, when Hyundai and Kia made the statement, it did seem like Apple is the one collaborating with the car industry or those car manufacturers. When in reality, Apple wants to be the headline. They want to be the, the company that is shining in the spotlight. So if Apple announces it, 
with other car manufacturers than it would be an Apple car collaborating with Hyundai and Kia rather than a car coming out of Hyundai and Kia in collaboration with Apple. Yes, now that would be a potential $3.6 billion investment with Hyundai and Kia, which is a hefty bill to pay. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, they would make a lot of money. But again, EVs and self-driving vehicles are becoming very popular and Apple wants to get their slice of the cake. And even if they get a small slice of the cake, they will make a lot of money. But I want to ask you guys, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio, are you excited for the next generation of, uh, of self-driving cars and electric cars? And would you get your hands on a steering wheel of an Apple car? Our text lines are open, but we're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're not done talking about Apple just yet. We're going to be telling you guys about the new, all-new iOS 14.5 beta and what kind of features it does provide. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? If you're not a fan of Apple Music and would rather use any other music streaming services, any of the other music streaming services, Spotify, you name it, now you have a chance to go ahead and be able to select it as your default music streaming services, not with any iOS update except with iOS 14.5, but sad news is you got to be a beta tester to be able to do that yes it will be uh, it actually has been released for the upcoming ios 14.5 and ipad os 14.5 updates to developers and public beta testers and among a number of a, of new features now apple has added the ability to set default music streaming service when using siri to play songs as well now i've had this problem as uh I have switched from Apple Music to mm-hmm. Spotify, I think about three months ago, and I'm having a problem when I tell Siri, hey, play a song, yeah. or I'll just play, hit the play button, and sometimes it wouldn't uh, comprehend mm. that I want uh, Spotify, not Apple Music. So having this update is a game changer, and again, it gives more uh, customizability to the user, and again, when you're being friendly with the user, the user will be friendly <laughs> back to you. We've definitely seen that with iOS 14, Apple has been trusting users to be able to make their own choices. So we've seen it with the mail application. Now you can actually go ahead and set out, let's say, Gmail or any other uh, email provider as your default mailing system. And now it's happening with the music streaming services. So as a user, you can go ahead and ask Siri to play a certain song. And Siri will respond back and ask you, which app would you like to use? Now, as we've mentioned, this is only available on the iOS 14.5. But the great news is, as soon as it stops being a beta version, it will be available for everyone publicly. And you would be able to try it out yourself. Yes. Now, after an app is selected, Siri defaults to the service thereafter whenever it is asked to play a song. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you say, hey, Siri, play Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. (laughs) You no longer have to specify that I want it on Spotify, on YouTube Music, etc. It will pick that default uh, music streaming app automatically. Now, Siri will also set a music streaming service as the default if you ask it to play from that particular app for the first time. Now, according to a lot of users who have played with the feature, It only works with specific phrases at the moment and sometimes revert back to Apple Music. So it does sound like there's still some work to do on Apple's end before it is full it's full launch. Now again, that is why it is in beta phase. I was just going to say usually with beta testers, they go ahead and find out what works and what doesn't and then Apple goes ahead and does 
those little small tweaks. But iOS 14.5 is the biggest update to iOS 14 to date. It will be launching significantly new features, including the ability to unlock your iPhone by using your Apple Watch whenever you're wearing a mask. And that is the feature that I'm most excited about because gone are the days where you'll be taking off your face mask just to be able to unlock your phone. Yes, very important. Again, uh, we're seeing a lot of new features when it does come to Apple. Apple is finally getting the, the answer, which is say, <laughs> hey, you make it more customizable, a lot of people will buy your products. True. And if you put us in a corner, uh, we'll look for a different way to get those, which do consist of jailbreaking, yeah. which is against Apple's policy. And if your phone uh, kind of uh, gets ruined from jailbreaking, you are no longer under warranty. Now, ever since iOS 14, we haven't been hearing the word jailbreaking a lot. True. Because most of the users, what, what they wanted from jailbreak was to customize their home screen, their sounds. They wanted to remove that. When you when you lower the volume button, it wouldn't it would be in the middle of the screen, that, yeah. not that notification pop-up bar. Now it's on the side, little discreet and disc discreet. So... Apple is doing the right thing, and I like it when Apple does the right thing because I'm an Apple <laughs> fanboy. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think of those features? Hani and I are definitely excited for them, but we want to hear from all of you. Our text lines are open for 215-Dorit-Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up is a very interesting story for anyone who has taken the COVID-19 vaccine or plans to do so anytime soon. Pulse95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? Ladies and gentlemen who have been vaccinated or are actually thinking about getting vaccinated, well, you should in general, but we're going to be telling you a PSA. Don't post your coronavirus vaccination card selfie on social media. Now, there's a big temptation to humble brag about getting vaccinated is understandable but apparently, it is ill-advised. Can I just say, I am a victim of this mistake. I did it myself when I got my first dose. And now I know not to, because it is definitely a big privacy breach for you as a user, since a lot of your personal information is actually found on that vaccination card. And many people just want to show off, or at least announce to the world that they have uh, taken that step to be immune to COVID-19. And when you finally get the jab, Try to resist that urge to go ahead and post it on Snapchat or Instagram or any other social media platform because identity thieves may be watching and nowadays everyone wants to either be immune to COVID-19 or act like they are. Yes, because you don't want to be the newly vaccinated person whose selfie does provide scammers with a template to make fake vaccination record cards because it is actually already happening now. Man, scammers, hackers and thieves <laughs> They're quick to make a quick buck or to benefit from any type of misfortune or fortune for us, the general public. Now, some of you are already celebrating your second COVID-19 vaccination, and Omnia is one of them. She just yes. took her second COVID-19 <laughs> vaccination. And, uh, I mean, it's usually the time where you should be happy because this is just one step closer yeah. for us to going back to our normal life. But if you're posting a photo of your vaccination card on social media, please don't do that because you could be inviting some identity theft. Yes, indeed. Not only does the card actually have the vaccinated person's name, it also has your birth of, birth of date on it. It can also include when and where you got that shot. So unless all of your social media accounts are set to private, you are handing out a lot of free data about yourself that you just don't want random people making the most out of them. We do know that in the near future, 
Vaccination IDs or a vaccination certificate, digital immune passports are going to become a thing. Many airlines have already started to do that. So people will actually start playing around with this information, photoshopping it to make it seem like they were actually vaccinated when they never were before. Yes, now privacy experts have said that a savvy scam artist could actually pretend to be a healthcare official to trick people who have received the first dose of the vaccine into thinking they need to pay for the second dose and even get victims' credit card information. And some could even use the photo of your vaccination card to recreate the cards and possibly sell counterfeit versions, something that apparently already is happening in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Now, as part of its vaccination with confidence campaign, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has a plan for states to hand out stickers to the newly vaccinated, which is an excellent visual to share on social media instead of your vaccination card. Now, everyone wants to brag and say, hey, (laughs) I got the coronavirus vaccine. I'm good to go. And inshallah, whoever gets the vaccine doesn't get COVID. And I mean, it is something to celebrate. I mean, last year around this time, uh, we were just getting into the the, the deepness of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, I think in a a month now was going to be that one year where we went into lockdown. Yes, times we we don't want to (laughs) remember. We went into lockdown and we were praying for a vaccine. And alhamdulillah, we got it now. And it's all good to go. So, of course, someone would like to brag and say, yes, I got it. But at the same time, unfortunately, some people want to take good things away and they want to do bad things with it. Yes, indeed. So if you got the COVID-19 vaccine or if you're planning to take it, congratulations. We are so happy and proud of you. But please don't put your information out there for everyone and anyone to see it and make the most out of it. Let us know your thoughts. Have you gotten the COVID-19 vaccine? Hani will be getting it pretty soon today. Yes, hopefully, inshallah, at around 5 p.m. I will get my COVID-19 vaccine. That will be my first dose as when uh, everyone was getting their first dose, yeah. I was uh, on leave. <laughs> but I'll be getting my first dose, inshallah, and one step closer to being corona-free for as long as God wants me to be <laughs> corona-free. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. And today, again, ladies and gentlemen, is an iconic and historical day as the Hope Probe Mars mission will enter Mars's orbit at 7.42 p.m. today. So set your alarms, mark your calendars at 7.42 p.m. You can go ahead and watch the live view of the Hope Probe entering the Martian orbit on many websites. A lot of uh, news outlets will be broadcasting it. It'll probably be on li- yeah. live on YouTube as yeah. well. Yeah, so EmiratesLiveMission.com is where you can officially see the Hope Probe uh, launching and arriving to the red planet. <laughs> yes, the whole world is watching. The whole Arab world is watching. And we are watching. This is a historical moment. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow is a very exciting day as well. Because Sharjah is actually putting out the Exposure Photography Festival. Our very own Hani Balqis, Rania Saadi, as well as Aisha Mazmi will be there giving you a live coverage of photographers, their background, as well as their great work. So make sure you tune in from 11, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. all the yeah. way to 1 p.m. Me, Aisha Mazmi, and Rania Saadi will be there covering everything you need to know about what's happening in Exposure. Very ex- excited as it will be my first broadcast outside event mm-hmm. for 2021. It's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a year <laughs> now. So, but that does conclude Future Talk. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. 95. But... We're going to leave you with Oh Lord by Mike Lowry. I like that. I like that a lot. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.